0: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show.
1: Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money. She's
0: blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. It's a woman's woman!
2: Friday night, yes, indeed it is Friday night of our last Andrea K show of the year of twenty twenty two and and last hour we actually had breaking news of another high profile major death that has occurred in twenty twenty two and when I look back at the people that have passed away the high profile people, I think that this is one of the the biggest years in terms of celebrity losses for me, and i 'm wondering if in part it 's because. We don't have this level of celebrity anymore. Um, Who is the... Before I go any further in this discussion, I've got to bring you in here, my man, my podna, DJ Potato Skins. Um, uh, Were you a fan of Barbara Walters?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, there's others that I like more. What what I do like about her, it it, it was old school, school journalism. It's the way that it used to be fair... The, the, you know, fair, balanced reporting, as Fox News used to say. Uh, but you don't see stuff. You don't see style like that anymore.
2: Right. And I also loved her her big celebrity interviews. Who didn't wait for, and a lot of times they happen on um, Oscar night, the Academy Awards nights, before the Academy Awards or after, I think it was, she would have these major interviews. And she had such an ability to, I mean, if you've ever done a TV interview or been a part of it, or been on a set for something like that. I don't know if if you can really realize how um, how cold it is, and how many people are standing around, and the cameras, and the lights, and the this, and then that. Yet in the middle of all of that, she was able to um, she was able to just have such in-depth conversations with these high-profile people and get them to admit to things and get them to talk about things in a way she would make them cry. And it was just, you know, this was at a time in in our country where we had uh, real, real celebrities that we admired in this country, right? Instead of all these woke, angry, nasty um uh, you know actors we have today and so i just i just feel like when i look at some of the people that passed away in addition to barbara walters let's look at at 2022 um james Caan passed away uh kirstie alley sydney poitier olivia newton john um tony dow vin scully loretta lynn meatloaf uh, Naomi Judd, um, just so really, really big
1: names. See, and, Vince Scully was a huge one for me because I used to listen to almost every single Dodger game growing up as a lad. And he becomes, they become a part of your life.
2: Right. And so I just I just feel as though there's such a change in the country in terms of it has become in the past 10 to 20 years, such a change in our culture in terms of celebrities and actors and entertainers. Uh, they used to have a mystery about them. And that was one of the reasons why I Barbara Walters special specials were so special and it was because these celebrities all they didn't, they didn't uh, you know show themselves naked and doing nasty weird things in their kitchens with their kids kind of stuff like we see now right um, you know they had an air of mystery about them an air of class they had press reps and publicity people that worked hard to have their image be something that was aspirational inspirational something somebody that we looked up to and they were charming but then Barbara Walters Would sit down with them, and she would get them to talk about their fears and what you know their sad things that happened in their lives, and that was just. And and I guess I'm being nostalgic for you know how that's that we're we're slowly losing or starting to accelerate in increasing numbers lose a, a lot of the a lot of our historical entertainment and Hollywood and celebrity icons, and they're not being replaced with anybody, in my opinion uh that's you know on that same level i mean can anybody out there 888-344-1170 can you call in with the name of a celebrity in their 20s or 30s that is like a great actor a great entertainer that's like on that level of celebrity who's like an icon i can't think of one who do we have today that was on the level of some of these people that were losing um got to move on from that. I just, you know, I just the transformation of America because Hollywood and and motion pictures and TV and 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 all of media was really an American creation in many ways. And it, you know, and we've entertained the world and it's had such a cultural impact. Uh, movies and TV shows and theater can bring such joy and can evoke such emotion and bring people together. Um, and it's just it's slowly kind of going away. I mean, I was had a debate yesterday with somebody about what is a classic movie because I had some people adding me on Twitter saying that um, uh, the movie Mean Girls with um, Lindsay Lohan was a classic. Do you no. consider that I no. a classic? So, so somebody was saying to me that their definition of a classic movie is something in black and white.
1: Uh, I I don't think that's necessarily true, but uh, overall, a lot of your great classics are done in black and white.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I tell you what's not considered a classic yet is Top Gun Maverick. I'm getting emails from people that are like, hey, you know what? We're glad Skins liked it. I liked it the first time I saw it, but it's really... Don't on my parade. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, some good news I want to share with you guys. Y'all know, many of you know that one of the things that I'm passionate about and, and it, that I pay attention to is true crime stories. It's something that um, is a part of our culture. I love prosecutors. I love detectives. I love people that bring justice to this country and hold bad guys accountable and there was good news today that came out from this Idaho uh, quadruple murder it's not a story that I've mentioned much about on my show um, because my show isn't a true crime you know podcast if you will Um, uh, but it it was this was a story that baffled many and there didn't seem to be a lot of leads and a lot of and people were beginning to this the murders took place in Moscow Idaho uh, back in November and it didn't seem like there were a lot of leads and and just seemed like the investigation was going nowhere and today a suspect was arrested and so that's phenomenal news and what I also find fascinating is that it looks as though genetic genealogy played a part which is a new technology it played a part in uh, cracking this case, and so that's really great news, um, because the crime sprees that we and this is different in some ways. This this kind of I'm thinking this is maybe possibly a Ted Bundy serial killer kind of situation here. Um, so I don't know that that has been a part of of America for many years. I don't know that I would consider this to be a part of a crime the crime wave that's happening across the country. Um. But, uh, you know, crime is is paying in the United States of America um, when it suits the Democrats' agenda. Um, Joe Biden today has pardoned six people. Pardoned. Now, by the way, he's not at the end of his presidency, is he?
1: Unfortunately not.
2: So don't we usually have pardons coming about uh, at the end of somebody's presidency? Oh, when they're leaving office? going on, Andrew. Yeah, so why in the world is he coming out with all these pardons? And why in particular did he decide to pardon six people um, who were convicted of, uh, 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 after convictions on a murder charge, a dr- drug and alcohol related crimes? There was a crime that involved an 80-year-old woman convicted of killing her abusive husband. Um there's just and that that I gotta check into. I might I might think that a woman who killed her abusive husband might deserve a little commutation there or, or, or a pardon. Um, these were announced while the president was hanging out in in Saint Croix. He, uh, Biden said that he felt that those pardoned are people who went on to serve their communities. Um, and it says, uh, they are, they're saying Biden's people said that they reflect Biden's view that people deserve a second chance. So I guess if you're a Democrat and you're a convicted murderer, you deserve a second chance. But if you use, if you're, you know, Rosie, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Roseanne Barr, who put, tweeted a picture of, some, of uh, Valerie Jarrett that wasn't, you know, uh, approvable, then, you know, you deserve to have your career ruined. Or if you question the outcome of an election, you deserve to be thrown in a gulag and sentenced, denied bail and denied medical treatment, and you deserve to rot. You know, that's the standard of crime in America. Convicted murderer, go free, right? You know, rape children. Hey, get put back out on the street. Question the outcome of an election. No, we can't tolerate that. That's a crime that's got to be punished, right? In fact, there's a really sad story today. Um, A Riverside County sheriff... Uh, Deputy Isaiah Cordero was shot dead uh, in Europa Valley uh, yesterday, 32 years old. He was conducting a traffic stop, which, by the way, traffic stops are so dangerous uh, for law enforcement. They don't know yet why he pulled uh, he uh, did a traffic stop. Um, but it was caught on uh, their body uh, on his body cam. So he does this traffic stop and then the suspect pulls out a revolver and shoots him. And um, this all was caught on his body cam, as well as the fact that there was a witness who called 911 as the gunman fled. Well, the background on this gunman is he's a 44-year-old named William Shea McKay. He was a violent felon. He should have been in prison because California still has that three strikes law on the books. He, so he should have been kept in prison after his most recent conviction, but he was out on bail. So out on bail and he shoots and kills a 33-year-old cop. Burton Brink, uh, who's a candidate for a state assembly, tweeted out today, here is the POS that killed a Riverside deputy. Does this person look like someone who should be released from jail that has an extensive criminal record? Um, this just, there's just no excuse for this. This is somebody whose, who McKay's criminal history goes back to the 90s. It involves kidnapping, get the skins, kidnapping, robbery, and multiple assaults with deadly weapons. And that's who's out on the streets. But if you question the 2020 election, you're in the gulag. No bail. No medical treatment if you've got cancer. This is the playbook for the Democrat Party. I have to think that the crime wave happening has got to be one of our top stories of 2022. In general
1: well of course it seems like it's by design
2: well, it is by design. they released seven thousand child rapist and child sex offenders back out on the streets in California that's all by design every bit of it is just like the 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 invasion at our southern border that's also got to be a top story of 2022 the invasion it by design the Biden administration is coordinating enabling, encouraging and funding cartels to not only bring people across and invade our nation and breaking our laws, but bringing fentanyl across. Uh, some There was some actor uh, today, some young actor I didn't recognize, 20 years old, died of a, a, a an accidental fentanyl overdose because this fentanyl is making its way, from China, by the way, making its way into, you know, um, drug activity of, you know, uh, of kids and they're dying. Um, but the child sex trafficking and all of it, it's it's we are we are in, in a state of anarchy, in my opinion, and in part because Black Lives Matter and Antifa in 2020 was rewarded. They weren't held accountable. We're going to take a break. And we come back. We got more stories to get into for our last show of 2020. Do you guys have a hero of the week or stink of the week in particular one. I'm struggling for a hero of the year nominee. Can you think of one skins? Think about it. We're going to talk about it. When we come back.
0: A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So Frankie says that DJ Potato Skins is right, Top Gun Maverick is the best.
1: Frankie you go
2: you go Frankie Sandra says she loved the celebrity interviews after the Oscars I did too Sandra also says The Heiress with Olivia de Havilland is a classic she also won an Oscar for that role to me a classic is um, Casablanca right
1: um I would say my definition of of a classic is any movie, and you gotta at least give it a couple of decades for it to be a classic, but any movie color or black and white that's seen a couple of decades that decades later you are still talking about it, it's still a cult uh cultural pop culture phenomenon
2: well, I think also it's something that is is well known Defines the time well, not only that but is is um roundly considered to be. A major feat in filmmaking, okay? Mean Girls is not a feat of filmmaking. Now,
1: like, for instance, I know you are not a Star Wars fan, and that is fine. The original Star Wars, I would consider a classic because it was truly a groundbreaking film.
2: So, um, Schindler's List.
1: Schindler's List is a great one.
2: Um, Jaws was from a filmmaking
1: standpoint. Oh,
2: 100%. Yeah, uh, a classic is something that stands the test of time that it's not something that's just it it's a major feat of filmmaking. Um it's something that has to me a combination of a uh, great directing, acting, um score of everything music, all around the board. Everything all around the board.
1: I don't think you can is, honestly say anything 90s up to this day Not classic level yet. You got to wait a bit.
2: Yeah, you got to wait a bit. Um, so to me, a classic would be, and I'm not a spaghetti Western person, but the good, the bad, and the ugly with oh, Clint Eastwood yeah. would be considered a classic by many people. I didn't care for it, but Citizen Kane.
1: You know what I want to point out? You mentioned Jaws. People should go and watch the behind the scenes, how Jaws was made. Yes, That movie should have never been made. It's a, it's a huge classic.
2: Absolutely. Um, so those 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 are some of my ideas of a classic. Um Frankie says Carrie Lake is the hero of the week. Um, aw, he says Andrea Kay is the hero of the year. Thank you so much. DJ Skins, Bob Walters, and all of you awesome patriots are as well. Stay strong, America. Uh, love you, Frankie, so much for that. Um, I think another big story of 2022, a top story, has to be the overturning of Roe v. Wade. At a time in which the left has made tremendous progress in the transformation of us, Uh, culturally with our cultural Marxist movement, to see a great wrong righted from a standpoint of not just life, um, but uh, because this country was founded on the, the right of life. You have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? But also the fact that the corruption of the Supreme Court of the United States of America with an intentionally talk about a power grab by a power mad group of dictators in black robes to craft, to pretend that there was a constitutional right uh, that did not exist in the Constitution, a constitutional right um for a woman to take the life of another human being was absolutely egregious from a legal standpoint and a moral and ethical standpoint in this country and that wrong was righted and so that has to be a a a, a A top three story of the year. And I think that it, and I do think that it had the fact that the Republican Party didn't message around. It did have a a, a difficult, uh, a detrimental effect in the midterms because the Republican Party has not explained to the American people that this was liberty constitutionally for us because it returned the issue back to the people, right, at the state level, to vote for it at the state level instead of it being hijacked by seven people or nine people in ropes, Right. Um, So the Republican Party has not, you know, effectively messaged around it. And here's a case why. Breitbart is reporting today abortion data from seven states in the U.S. show that at least 34 babies were born alive and botched abortions between 2020 and 2022. That is horrific. Absolutely horrific. We are one of about three countries in the world that allow For this kind of late-term abortion. That is absolutely despicable. And the Republican Party allowed this to take root into the psyches of America. That it was okay to kill another human being simply because it was inside of a uterus. This comes from LifeNews.com. Their pro-life outlet looked at data from Arizona, Florida, Minnesota, Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Michigan, though it noted that most states do not keep track of the number of babies who survive abortions. Of course not. And they don't want anybody to to believe that this happens. But you got to remember, too, and we could have dealt with this a long time ago. Barack Obama, when he was a state senator in Illinois, always voted present. Never took a stand because he was he was making sure, doing all he could at that time to try to prevent people from knowing the truth about who he was. The only time he actually voted and took a stand, he actually went in and went down to the floor and argued against life-saving measures for children that had been born after botched abortions. And nurses actually came and testified that they rocked babies as they died because they weren't allowed to give them life-saving measures. This is absolutely horrific that this is happening in uh, the United States of America. Eight babies were reported alive in Florida this year, four in 2021, and seven in 2020. Uh, Five babies were reported born alive in Minnesota in 2021. One was reported born alive in Texas the same year. None were reported in Arkansas, Oklahoma, or Michigan in 2020 or 2021. Um... Life News noted that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention the CDC uh, provides evidence that babies survive abortion. At least 143 babies were born alive between 2013 and 2014 in the US. This is this is infanticide. What's going on? This is not a clump of cells. Okay, you want to argue with me that, you know, uh and uh what's the what's the pill the the, the morning after pill is not abortion because it stops an egg from being implanted. Make that argument. But this is this is infanticide that's going on in the United States of America. And we're still funding it, by the way. We are still funding this in the United States. David Daleiden, who recorded Planned Parenthood, talking about uh, prices for baby parts, is has been charged with felonies. Planned Parenthood, who committed felonies of cutting up babies and selling them off for parts have never been prosecuted this is where we're at this has to be this has to be my stink of, uh, of, the, of the entire year because of what we're, how we're butchering children in this country we're butchering them uh, when they're in the womb and then we're butchering them if they make it out of the womb by trying to convince them that they should have their genitals either uh, castrated chemically or have them mutilated
1: well, what my stink of the year, Andrea. And there are a handful, and we've talked about them on the show, so I'm not going to mention them all, like uh, like Andy Biggs, not included in this, but the Republican Party for not getting stuff done. We're at where we're at. The election went the way that it did because they're not doing what they're supposed to do.
2: Absolutely. They're not. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we've got a shocking clip from you uh, from Libs of TikTok. Oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> Stay tuned.
0: News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We've actually got a follow-up story that's a really good story to share with you guys. In fact, this story and the person at the center of it is a nominee for me for Hero of the Week. But before we get to that, we got to play you guys this insane clip from Libs of TikTok. I think it was on Tuesday's show when I was here where I talked about the founder of Libs of TikTok and I was surprised how young she was. And how she talked about, um, uh, you know, um, the threats that were made against her, how she was doxed. I mean, they're doing everything they could do to shut her down when all she's doing is retweeting videos that they're putting out there. She's not the one saying this kind of insanity. She's literally
1: providing no content.
2: No content. You know, she, she's no opinions of her own. She's just, she's just putting out there what, what uh, uh, retweeting and making everybody aware of what they're actually saying and doing. Let's play the clip.
0: And that was just the beginning of the storm. So if you don't live in Buffalo, even if you do live in Buffalo, you feel like you're better than because people are out here stealing and oh, you would never. First of all, if you are a mayo monster, that is how your ancestors got everything from stealing. People are out here trying to get toilet paper. People are out here trying to get, you know, just small little food from family. Dollar. And y'all got to capitalism. Steal everything that you need.
2: Uh, so what this person uh, is, is just, what this person is talking about is trying to justify the looting that's been taking place in Buffalo, right? And basically trying to justify it and, and I think I mentioned this on Tuesday as well that the sheriff and local authorities were like look, these are not people out there uh, just looting and stealing medicine for their babies and food, okay? They're out there stealing all kinds of luxury crap, kind of like what we see after hurricanes in New Orleans and flooding in, her, in, in New Orleans uh, or, or, or uh, like w- what we saw on behalf of George Floyd, they're taking TVs and all kinds of audio video equipment out right because that's how you you know show how much you care about you know um, uh, police brutality right go and steal the tv so what she's basically saying is look we've got the right to go and steal this because the mayo monsters the white people stole it all first so we're just taking back what's ours this is the mindset that's being created in our schools With the indoctrination, through the media, what was most of Bob Walter's topics this week? It was all about white people are bad, white people are evil, we've got to marginalize them and segregate out, and we've got to reward the people of color because they've been victimized. and, And that is just so toxic, and they're going younger and younger with this because, as Kirk Cameron tweeted out, that morality of children is typically developed by the time that they're 10 and so that's one of the And it's reason- hard to reverse it. And it's hard to reverse it. And one of the things Kurt Cameron, this is my good news story of the day. One of the things Kurt Cameron has decided to do to try to fight back against this indoctrination and the, and the corruption of the minds of young children through CRT, LBGTQ, and beyond is he, he wrote a book. And it's called As You Grow. And here's how he describes it. He says, I have a brand new children's book out. It's titled As You Grow, and it's part of the Freedom Island Book Club by Brave Books. And we've actually had the owner of Brave Books on before. We need to get him back on. He says, my book teaches kids about biblical wisdom and the importance of relying on biblical principles through all seasons of life with games and activities in the back of my book. The kids in your life are sure to be blessed. Our children's morality is ingrained by the age of 10. We need resources to help establish a a strong moral foundation and the Freedom Island Island Book Club is the perfect tool to just that, to do just that. So then we reported on, that was the announcement of his book, and then he was going around to libraries and trying to get book reading set up, including here in San Diego. Turning him away. Turning him away, refusing to, all the same libraries, by the way, uh, that were ha- hosting drag queen story hours, refusing to let him do a book reading. Well, the Indianapolis Library uh, said no, and uh, Brave Books uh threatened them uh according to um someone from Brave Books last name of Bell the Indianapolis Public Library originally quote originally denied us the ability to uh to book the reading we sent them a letter that threatened legal action and they backed down well guess what happened at the Indianapolis library it had the largest turnout uh for a book reading in its 137 years history see Guess what? See, this is why they're trying to stop these book readings, because they know that it's not the LBGTQIAXYZ people that are in the majority of this country. It's those of us with the Judeo-Christian principles and values, the America first, traditional America crowd.
1: That's why they have to shut us up.
2: That's why they got to shut us up. And hat tip to Kirk Cameron for writing this book. This is a man, we talked about Hollywood. This is a man who was a child actor. And when he was on the set of Growing Pains, was very open about his Christianity and actually as the star of the show, actually flexed his muscles when lines, And when it came to storylines and when it came to co-stars and people that he had to share the screen with. I don't know if you know the story there. And he'd never he refused to abandon his Christian principles and values and his beliefs just for a career in Hollywood. And as a result, he has been blessed with not just an amazing family, but a continued Successful career in doing movies and Christian movies. I think one is called Flame. I can't remember the name of the movies. And now he's ventured into books. And so he's a hero for me. And I encourage you guys Breitbart has a story out now if you want to see the crowd that is there surrounding him. Um, you know, part of the left's movement is to try to make you think that you're alone. Try to make you think that your beliefs in Christianity, to try to make you think that your beliefs in in traditional America are antiquated, outdated, racist, bigoted, and wrong. And and, And to make you think that you're alone in this, to make us think that we're the minority when we're not.
1: And actually so, just uh it, it's a long process but just reached out to our our good friend Andrea one of our uh, PR reps and we're trying really hard to get uh, Kirk Cameron here on the show.
2: That would yeah, that would be awesome. He's out on on this book tour right now. He's also going to Scarsdale, New York. Um this is just um this is just an amazing turnout. Um it, it, the guy from um Brave book said, when we asked it, when it came to Indianapolis, when we asked why they didn't put us in the auditorium, they responded, you never asked, but the parent, which isn't true, he says, but the parents and families that came out were so supportive. Uh, The crowd was huge and they were all were sitting on the floor and crowding around the line out the building was absolutely tremendous. And so this just makes my heart feel really good skins as we're, as we're finishing up 2022 with as crazy of a year that it has been. Um, To see this long line of people, all ages, children of all ages, young teens, people in their twenties—I mean, this line is around the block as they're waiting and in the cold. I might add. Well,
1: and I like that you pointed out too. We are not in the minority here.
2: No, they want you to think that you are. There's all these young men, and they are just—and he is just—you can tell that he's just overwhelmed and just pleased with the turnout. Um, memo to the left write this down as we go into 2023 we're not going anywhere we're not going away you're in the minority you're trying to corrupt the minds of little children so that you can add to your numbers and we are here to stop you
1: not on our watch
2: not on our watch and if you're in the RNC or if you're in any position of leadership in the Republican Party if you're not willing to die on this hill to save America by saving children, then you're not you're not on my side. You're not on my side, and you get no support from me. I was me. just going to say, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Well, we're going to get out of here briefly for a moment and take a break. But we will be back for our final segment of the final show of the Andrea Kay Show for 2022.
0: Andrea K, the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Sandra says Fireproof. That was the name of the movie with uh, Kurt Cameron. So thank you. Also Left Behind series. Left Behind series as well. Um, here's a crazy story. This is where we're at in the state of this country. Um, this should not be allowed to stand. I, I don't, you know, when it comes to media, you know, I'm... I'm about the First Amendment, and I don't want any regulations over us, but a North Carolina state play-by-play announcer named Gary Hahn was suspended indefinitely for saying, quote, amongst all the illegal aliens in El Paso during a Duke um, Bowl radio broadcast. So evidently, using the term illegal aliens got him suspended indefinitely, this is why it's like, I, I, you know, don't be, don't be yammering to me that, oh, we, we got to get Kevin McCarthy approved as, as Speaker of the House because we've got so much we've got to get to. Well, you know what? If you're not going to get to tackling this, the oppression in this country and the weaponization of the left to, to suppress our speech.
1: You're not good for anything. You're
2: not good. Yeah. I don't want to hear from you. I don't care. Then, then don't even bother with anything. Go home, pack your bags. I mean, the House, the the House Republicans already funded everything the Democrats wanted through the fiscal year in September. So, you know, what else are going to do? Shut up. Go away. No, no one McCarthy. Uh, I got did get an email from a listener who said, and I'm curious to get your response here. Um, Mo said in regards to McCarthy, um, she said, um, not seeing lots of leadership in bigs. So um, says Carrie Lake gives me a good feeling. Let's get her in there. Um, I think I, I think that Biggs has shown at at, at at this point. I think he's shown a lot of leadership, and just in the fact that he's he's mucking up the works. And you know, I I never. I think I even said from the beginning I wasn't sure that Biggs, when he threw his hat in the ring, was was it wasn't ever really about him. I think he's always known from the beginning that he really wasn't going to get because he's, he is, he is so MAGA. In, even in the Freedom Caucus, he's he is in the Freedom Caucus. Was supposed to be MAGA, and he's way to the right of them. He well, what ta- a
1: lot of people need to realize too. He is one man. He's trying to get people to come alongside him and stand up for a lot of these things, Andrea. And well, he is literally on a lot of it going alone.
2: Going alone. He said he couldn't get Jim Jordan. He couldn't get all these other people that, that the, you hear praise that for. you hear praise for. He couldn't get any of them to pay attention to the January 6th defendants that have been thrown into a gulag. And and you think about who. Who are the only people in, in the Republican Party and in, in both houses of Congress that has tried to bring any attention to the Jan 6 defendants? Marjorie Taylor Greene, Bobert, and Biggs. Same handful. Same handful. Wasn't Kevin McCarthy. None of them, really. So to me, that's leadership. So, I, but I don't think that he really, so I don't, I think he's known from the beginning that he couldn't get enough
0: if votes he, to
1: be if Speaker. If he got an injury, I think he would do a fabulous job, but I think he just wants to see accountability.
2: He, well, and, and I think he knows, yeah, I think it's, I, I don't think it was about him ever really thinking that he had the ability to get voted in a Speaker, but it was about him saying, you're not going to get my vote exactly. until you until you add back in to vacate the chair, or I'm going to vote for somebody else. And, and good for him on and, that. And good for him on that. Um.
1: You said you have a hero of the year? I do. And actually, we just talked about him. I I think a lot of people undersell what uh, Congressman Biggs does. I think we are honored to have him here on the show as often as we can. And the fact that he is turned down and stands alone in a lot of these fights but stands up anyway, we need more. I'm not going to say Republicans. We need more conservatives like that. In order, if we're going to get our country back, Andrea, that's the mentality it takes.
2: Yeah. Elaine says here oh gosh my allergies are kicking up uh, she says Jim Jordan lost me with the whining and constant emails and phone calls for money right is right it should not take deep pockets to do the right thing absolutely it you know uh, Jim Jordan is to me another version of a Trey Gowdy he likes to do the I'm rolling up my sleeves no jacket you know the uh, the working guy I'm working hard for you stuff it's about but, optics but yeah it's about more about optics than it is about it really accomplishing. Anything? How many bill? How many times has Biggs tried to put forth impeachment documents against I'm about. against Mayorkas to try to get Mayorkas impeached?
1: Hey, at least he he's did, doing it.
2: He did a documentary about the border crisis that had super high production values. Uh, he's he's done he's done a, a, a whole lot a, a, made a lot of attempts at leadership. Um, uh, Elaine also says, it proves the point that the majority are not for all the, the, the uh, crap borderline and criminal activity that are being pushed by the current regime. Absolutely. We are in the majority. And but for the fact that they are continuing to rig our elections, whether you don't like the word stolen or whether you don't like the word fraud, there's so many different ways in which the left has rigged our elections.
1: Andrew, they have to do what they do because they are in the minority. They
2: are in the minority. They do not have the will of the people to have an invasion at our southern border. They do not have the will of the people to chemically castrate five-year-olds and to cut parents out of the discussion. They do not have the will of the people to spend $31 trillion in funding crap like Michelle Obama trails and millions of dollars for border security in Jordan and Oman. I mean, they just don't, they don't have it. The majority of the people are not for this and they know it. The majority of people are not, and that's why the Republican Party... The leadership has joined with the Democrats in rigging our elections. And that's why the
1: leadership has to change.
2: That's why the leadership has to change. Kevin McCarthy was caught on audio tape saying that he was going to along with demanding that Trump resign after January 6th when he did absolutely nothing wrong. We now know. That that Nancy Pelosi intentionally left Congress unsecured. What we don't know is who told the Capitol Police to move the barricades back and open the doors. What we don't know is who hired Ray Epps. Right? We don't... There's Because this Jan 6 investigation was about nothing but persecuting and prosecuting Trump and 75 million voters. And we don't have... Uh, and, and we don't have a Republican Party that's done anything about it. Uh, Todd James says, Todd Gloria, <laughs> Todd Gloria is his stink of the year. And Bill Walton is his hero of the year for calling Todd Gloria out for his handling of the homelessness when that was one of his platforms uh absolutely Todd and that is uh, and if you're listening outside of San Diego Todd Gloria is our mayor and Bill Walton is the uh, formerly famous I'm not sure if he still is basketball player who decided to call out Todd Gloria for the homelessness I think I got to add in there perpetual stink of the of the year still goes to no longer in office Kevin Faulkner who spent 40 million dollars during covid to shut down the convention center to house 900 homeless people that then were just put right back out on the street. Can we can we have him be a perpetual perpetual snicker? Uh,
1: I will agree with you on that.
2: I'm trying to come up with um a hero of the year. I, you know, um Hero of the year. Do you guys have any ideas? Eight 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 three four four.
1: You don't have seven. to uh, second the nomination, but do you, do you do you like the fact that you, you know? I, I think we often underestimate what not underestimate, but under uh, under appreciate sometimes what what Biggs does because he's one of the only ones that does it. I'm
2: with you. I'm with you that he's up there. I'm trying to think of other people that uh, have risks something. Um, I think I think we've got to give it to people that have risked their careers on behalf of standing up for what's right.
1: I mean, you could say former President Trump. I mean, uh, any other man would not have decided to run for president again.
2: I I think we have to think about those that have like the um, the FBI whistleblower from Florida. Who, uh, had to, uh, for, who had to who uh, had to speak up and nobody's talking about him anymore when he spoke up for the constitutional uh, violations that were happening as a part of the FBI doing their dragnet over Jan 6 and get and giving up his career for that. I think we have to think about the military that sacrificed their careers to not get the shot. I think that was a
1: good one. I, I second that.
2: I think we have to think about the heroes like the doctor that Bob Walters talked about last hour, that has gone around in court cases speaking up on behalf of children, and why we've got to stop these trans surgeries. Uh, all the doctors out there that are speaking up against the corruption of our medical industry um, and how it's been and how it's been abused. It's uh, ruining careers,
1: and they're still speaking up.
2: And they're still speaking up. I think we've got to. I think, and there are many of um, this types of Americans that are doing this that are not getting any recognition. They're people who have no names. Um, I think we've got to speak up for I think we've got to give a shout out to the Border Patrol that are trying to, to secure our border with no help
1: with numbers that are just overwhelming.
2: Overwhelming. I think we've got to think about our law enforcement, like the officer that was killed yesterday by a felon who should have never been put back out on the street. The law enforcement officers that continue to put their lives on the line every day. A lot of spite unsung of, heroes. A lot of unsung heroes out there. You know, we are still a nation of... I, I got to think about, I think I mentioned them on Tuesday, this African-American couple who saw this 64-year-old mentally uh, challenged uh, man with a with a mental disability that was freezing and, and uh, had um, frostbite that they brought into their home on Christmas That's the morning the Christmas that is I think my hero of the years is, is the average American like that couple that still exists today that their stories aren't being told because it doesn't match the agenda of the left and it's still as strong as ever love you guys so much we'll be back Tuesday and we'll be talking about 2023